0: You're listening to A Culture Story on the audio version of The Taiyi. Thanks for listening. The Taiyi is a nonprofit newsroom that is funded by our audience. So, if you appreciate this article and you'd like to help us do more, head on over to support.thetaiyi.ca and become a Taiyi Builder. You choose the amount to give, and you can cancel at any time. How to Dress for a Deep Freeze Winter When You Live in Vancouver By Dorothy Woodend, January 18, 2024 Last August, I wrote about my fears of never getting to wear a winter coat again. With global warming stretching the heat of summer into multiple months rather than a shorter season of warmth, the age of heavy coats seemed under threat. This past week, when an outflow of arctic air pushed into the south coast of BC and temperatures dipped well below zero, these fears were allayed. Well, not exactly allayed. It turns out that global warming is still the culprit behind record-breaking freezing temperatures in Vancouver. Arctic outflows are supposed to stay in the Arctic, not wind their way down here to where a thin line of the population is clustered like shivering birds on a wire. Vancouver folk, having grown acclimatized to balmier temperatures, apparently forgot how to deal with a real Canadian winter. In addition to traffic chaos, there is also fashion chaos. It's not quite as dangerous as slipping and sliding down major streets in a Toyota Prius, but no less horrifying. While standing in line at the grocery store during the depths of the cold snap last week, I glanced backwards at the person behind me who was dressed in a puffer coat and flip-flops. I turned into my mother almost immediately and had to stop myself from yelling, at least put some socks on. At long last, Canada Goose Jackets had their day in the sun. When temperatures hit minus 16 C, it was interesting to see the outfits that people cobbled together to weather the weather. Folks improvised any number of sartorial ensembles, to withstand the cold. Layers seemed to be the most immediate response, hoodies under puffers, topped off with Gore-Tex. And toques galore. Canada goose jackets were everywhere. Those coats, designed to endure genuine subarctic conditions. Always looked slightly ridiculous and mild, soggy Vancouver, but their time had finally come. They rode to the forefront of the current conditions to the triumphant strains of Tchaikovsky's 1812 Overture, or at least that's what happened in my head. It was a new cold world in the city. Even teenagers were in danger of their friends finding out that they actually owned a coat. One might think that as the owner of a superfluous number of jackets, trench coats, and woolen strollers, I would be spoiled for choice, but this current cold snap was far beyond my usual coterie, Coterie? I needed something a bit more serious to sally forth into the frigid atmosphere. The Search for the Perfect Winter Jacket Before you recommend that I put on a down coat, please know I am an inveterate hater of puffers. I know they're practical, light and warm, I simply don't like them. Finding something that isn't a puffer but will still do the job can be hard. Real fur went the way of the dodo, but there are other possibilities. A few years ago, I was idling around on the ladies' wear floor of the bay when something big and brown caught my eye. It was a coat, but it looked more like a grizzly bear. Something one might wear to a furry convention, if one were into that kind of thing. It was so giant and fluffy and ridiculous, that it made me laugh. Purely as an object, it was something else. I shrugged off the initial attraction and trundled off to look at other things. But the next time I was in the store, it was still hanging there like a mournful animal, abandoned and alone. I circled about, finding my way back to where it was hanging, and finally decided to slip it on and see what it looked like. It was like being enveloped by a teddy bear, soft, warm, and somehow possessed of profound comfort, like wearing a giant hug. It was also deeply discounted, so I gathered up its plushness and took it to the sales counter. Even the woman working there noted that I'd had my eye on that coat for a while. After the purchase, the great beast languished in the back of my closet. Sometimes I would slip it on and prowl around the apartment, growling and huffing like an angry ursine to amuse myself, but for the most part it simply waited, in hibernation of a sort but this past week, my friends, I am happy to say that it has more than earned its keep. Even as temperatures veered into the double digits below zero, I could slip it over a t-shirt and still be as warm as I would be on a tropical vacation. Although it does make me look like I should be in a queue in Moscow or stalking the treeline of a boreal forest, it was the perfect thing for this week of deep cold. If you didn't have the luck of finding a massive woolly overcoat, There were a variety of strategies hastily adopted by folk to go about the city. Hardcore folks who work outdoors have developed well-tested systems to cope with the cold. For the rest of us, here are a few examples. The look, the swaddler. How to style it. Add layer after layer of clothing until your arms jut away from your body like a starfish. A warning for those who are extremely hydrated and embarking on a long walk, this look requires an inordinate amount of time to gear up and gear down again. So, remember to go to the bathroom before you wrap yourself in milfy layers and stagger out the door. The look, the impermeable. How to style it. Vancouverites of a certain stripe refuse to bow to sensible solutions. There will always be that person, usually male, but not always, who believes in pure willpower to get through a patch of rough weather while wearing shorts. Flip flops are optional in this look, depending on your level of fortitude or madness. This look requires something like an internal combustion engine to work, or the constitution of a 16 year old boy, how else would you stay warm? Given the number of Vancouver people wearing little more than a hoodie when the temperatures are dipping to the double digits, below zero it seems to work. The look, back to the past. How to style it. Old-timey coats can still keep you warm. An added benefit is that they are often enormously cheaper than their contemporary counterparts. You can even get away with wearing genuine fur, if you're so inclined on the basis that the original sin of wearing fur has already been expunged by the coat's first owner. Oddly enough, vintage fur seems to be embraced today by twenty-something dudes. It's a look, I'm not quite sure what kind, but it works. For even more classic attire, look to the well-constructed overcoats that your grandfather might have worn. I bumped into a neighbor on the street who was wearing a coat that wouldn't have looked out of place on Clark Gable or Cary Grant. Double-breasted, heavy wool, but cut with such precision that it resembled a piece of architecture, a coat for the ages. The capper was that he'd been gifted it for free. So, to the younger set who may be contemplating a considerable investment on a jacket from, say, Arcteryx, instead of setting aside cash for the damage deposit on a new apartment, I have a more frugal solution. Make friends with older folks, and then when they're not looking, raid their closets. Yes, they may call you a fashion thief, but you'll be a warm and toasty one. Code crime is forgivable, I think. All's fair in love and warmth. Thanks for stopping by the Tai today. Anytime you're in the mood to listen to important stories written well, we'll be here. And if you'd like to keep independent media going strong, head over to the TAI.ca and click on the Support Us button to pitch in. Finally, big, big thank you to all of our Tai builders who made this story possible.